This episode is sponsored by KIS Academics. Find private tutoring and online courses, including a free one that I did about mastering LinkedIn on kisacademics.com. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of The Student Space. In this episode I'm chatting with Katie who is completing her Bachelor of Design majoring in Urban Planning at the University of Melbourne. She didn't always start in this degree, she began in a Bachelor of Arts with her passion being in Geography. Hear all about what on earth urban planning is and how she's making the most out of her urban planning major at the University of Melbourne. Enjoy! I'd like to begin by respectfully acknowledging the Wurundjeri people of the Kulon Nation, who are the traditional custodians on this land on which this podcast is recorded on. I pay my respects to the Elders past, present and emerging and extend that respect to any Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people who may be listening to this podcast. Welcome Katie to the student space. Like I ask everyone, start off by telling us who you are and what you wanted to be when you were younger. Yeah, so hi, thank you for having me. My name's Katie, I'm 21 years old. Um, A little bit about me, I was raised with three siblings, I've lived in the northeastern suburbs for a while now and, yeah, so when I was younger, I think I went through a few different phases. I first wanted to be a ballerina and that stems from dancing for a good portion of my childhood Um, and then I wanted to be an architect um, because I really loved playing with... um, the toys, they were called aloe and you used to be able to like build them. It was really cute and fun and I thought, oh, I could do this for a living. Um, and then I progressed on to wanting to be a vet because I loved animals. Um, but then I found out I couldn't really deal with blood. I'm a bit squeamish that way. So, <laughs> yeah, th- those were the dreams. That's nice. And I'm sure we all had that same dream as a young dancer. I think I wanted to be a ballerina too. Yeah, I, I feel like we all share that at some stage. Definitely. And so now tell me about your high school days. So before we jump into talking about your university journey, What was your high school experience like? Yeah, so I went to a really small private high school. Um, I got in on a scholarship, so on a um, like a general excellence scholarship. And it was it was a really small community. Like I really I loved that about it. Um, My cohort was about 75 people, give or take over the years. And one of the best experiences of being a part of that community was all the extracurriculars that were on offer at the school. So I did a lot of the productions that they did every year and got involved in a lot of the programs on offer. I did academic tutoring. I was part of the cadets program and yeah, I just really enjoyed that social side of school. Um, But in terms of day-to-day school, I really, yeah, I had a pretty easy time Studying, I lo- I've always loved studying. It's been something I've been good at for a while now. In year 10, I started one, two maths methods and psychology, and it was a good experience. I did struggle though with maths methods. So in year 11, I did three, four further maths and finished off the psychology subject, um, which then freed me up to only do four subjects in year 12, which ended up being geography, French, English, and literature. And I really, I just, I loved English, which is why I took on literature. You know, it dived deeper into the the writing and the um, analysis of all the different factors in writing. 
but geography was my true passion and I loved that subject and it really did inspire the path that I'm on now. And I know we will get to talk a little bit more about geography later, but what were your aspirations in year 12 for your future? So I understand that you wanted to go and study, but how did you make the decision on what you wanted to do, where to go? Yeah, so my high school definitely influenced those decisions really heavily. I, I feel like from year nine, year 10, they really set us on a path to have open conversations about universities or potentially other study options post high school. And so we had a lot of guest speakers. We had alumni come in and talk to us about what their path was at uni, as well as lots of careers counselling sessions. And I think that really opened the door to all the different courses that were out there Um, And we were really encouraged to do our own research, which I did a lot of when deciding what path to follow for for uni. But I knew that I was interested in geography and um, environmental aspects and studies. So I looked into a lot of different courses, more in the social sciences, because I'm more familiar with that ground. But I found that there were different degrees I could do with different kind of flexibility options. And that inspired me to choose something with a geography element um yeah awesome and so what was your first preference and had you not gotten into that what was your backup yeah so the the preferencing is a bit funny for me so originally I started off with the bachelor of design as my first preference oh wow yeah so I I can't remember why that was but I think at the time I had actually had a session with my geography teacher and he had sat down and taken me through some courses and shown me the different options and he took a particular focus um, on urban planning and so at the time I was like okay bachelor of design urban planning that's what I'm going to do but then the night before preferences closed I panicked I hadn't actually done any design subjects in high school Um, I wasn't particularly creative and I thought you know I just wouldn't be able to keep up with a design course so I changed to the Bachelor of Arts, you know, the intent to do my major in geography. Um, I did have quite a few backups to that list, you know, different environmental science subject courses, sorry, from RMIT to La Trobe, quite a broad, it was, it was packed out, like I filled up my preferences. But luckily enough, I got into the Bachelor of Arts um, and yeah, I felt really good about that. And I chose the University of Melbourne. And I think that was because at high school, it was definitely put forward as the university to go to. And I really, you know, I thought it would give me the best opportunities and the greatest exposure. And so, yeah, that's, that's what I set out to do. And it's what I ended up getting into. That's crazy. I particularly like your story, how you doubted. Well, I don't like how you doubted yourself. Like you shouldn't have doubted, but it's a reminder to students that it's very real. Those emotions that we feel that, oh my goodness, I can't do this design course because I've never done art or VCD or any kind of design type of thinking before. And you were feeling nervous and it's really nice that you could share your story because we're going to get to it because now you are in the design course. But do tell me, you started in Bachelor of Arts and at what moment did you think, no, I, I, I want to go and do design? Yeah, so I started the Bachelor of Arts, um, picked my major in geography, but I also dabbled in, you know, a, a bunch of different social sciences, so anthropology, politics, sociology. I had my finger in a few pies there and I did try it out, 
you know, I was, I was really quite committed to giving it a good go, but I was finding that I wasn't enjoying the classes as much as I thought I was. And I was struggling to find a good group of friends in my course who I could, you know, kind of have those discussions with and meet up with at uni. So I was having a bit of a hard time in that first year. And I decided that I would use my breadth, which at the University of Melbourne is where you can do subjects from other courses. So I decided to use one of my breadths to do an urban planning subject in the Bachelor of Design. And I found that it was super practical. I got so much out of it. You know, I learned theories that I could actually take into the real world. One of the things that I told a lot of my friends and family about that I didn't like about the Bachelor of Design was how it was a lot of sitting in a room talking about the theories of old white men and writing essays about them. And it just didn't particularly enthuse me. So as soon as I did this urban planning subject, I was just, I don't know, the fire just burnt within me. Like I was suddenly really passionate about something. Um, So at the end of my second semester, I decided to transfer and yeah, it, it all happened really quickly and I was really happy I did it. That's incredible. I'm sure you meant this, but did you mean you're sitting in your Bachelor of Arts subjects? Yeah. Discussing. Yeah. Yeah. Not design. Okay. Yep. And so like, I totally can visualize it's more theoretical and not really application-based and you were just wanting that little bit more. I wanted to build those skills. I wanted to come out of my bachelor degree with, with skills that I could apply to real jobs and Frankly, at the time, I didn't feel like my Bachelor of Arts degree was going to take me to a job and there was no real career kind of insight for me. So I thought the best thing I can do is try something new. Absolutely. And so at what point did you switch? Did you go in the middle of the semester or did you start fresh in second year? So I started fresh in second year and luckily enough, I was able to get four credits out of the eight subjects that I'd done. Wow. So yeah, they were credited to me as breadth. So I didn't have a lot of breadth throughout my Bachelor of Design degree, but it did mean that I could kind of speed up the process for it. Okay, cool. Well, that's really good to know that you felt at ease. You didn't have to start fresh. You actually had some credits up your sleeve as well. Definitely. Wow. Okay. And now start me off. We're going to talk about the Bachelor of Design now, but I feel like some students have no idea what urban planning is. Can you tell me what on earth does it mean to be an urban planner? Yeah, definitely. I think this is one of the most popular questions I get. So it's hard to explain. I'll try and sum it up quickly. So urban planning is a diverse and multidisciplinary field in the built environment industry. Um, And it really means different things for different roles, workplaces and individuals. But generally, urban planning is concerned with how people live, work and play in any given area. And it guides and regulates the development and design of land use. So instead of designing a building like an architect, an urban planner might assess the planning permit that is required for putting that particular building on a particular parcel of land during the really early stages of the process. So this kind of work, this is what happens in councils, um, otherwise known as local governments. But to break it down, there are two streams of planning. So one's called statutory planning and the other is strategic planning. So what I just described is statutory planning where it's, it's a lot of regulation and following the laws of different acts. Um, and strategic planning is actually a little bit more creative. So a planner might have an existing town that needs some uplift to enhance the environment. 
And so that planner might do research or undertake some technical assessments and consult the community to come up with some strategies for how to improve it. Um, and yeah, the I think the key output for a planner is plans, which yeah, can really show you what we do best. And I think the thing that I would want everybody out there to know is that urban planners are concerned about the outcomes of the community instead of just clients or developers. So it really is about the best outcomes for people everywhere. So maximum benefit for the majority of people. Ah, okay. That makes sense. And I've also heard about town planners. Are they the same thing as urban planners? So I think town planners, that's a term that's applied to to both, to, to urban planners and town planners. There's not a huge difference, but I would say that town planners are more associated with regional or rural areas. So usually they're in charge of creating new communities rather than improving existing ones. But in saying that urban planners work in both spaces as well. So I think town planner probably a bit of an older term. Okay. Makes yeah. sense. And so now I understand the Bachelor of Design at UniMelb. There's so many different majors and I know that there are 12. Yeah. The one that you've chosen, of course, is urban planning. But I thought let's just do a bit of an overview of the different types. So if anyone's listening about a Bachelor of Design, so they don't think it's just urban planning, there's so many different other ones. So yeah, I'll just list them off and then we can talk about it. Firstly, we've got architecture, we have civil systems, computing, construction, digital technologies, graphic design, landscape architecture, mechanical systems, performance design, property, spatial systems, and last but not least, urban planning. So I know I've just like reeled off 10, oh no, sorry, I've just reeled off 12 different majors, but how did you go about deciding, okay, urban planning was for me? Yeah, so it's a big question and the 12 majors are completely different from each other. So the way I see them is as groups. So first you have the engineering group, which includes things like civil systems, construction and mechanical systems. Then you have architecture and landscape architecture, which are some of the biggest majors in the entire course, particularly architecture. Then you have the technology group, which includes computing, digital technologies and spatial systems. The next group includes the graphic design and performance design, which are more creative, expressive and fluid kind of focus areas. And then I would group property and urban planning, which deal with the more practical aspects of the built environment. So it's a little hard to break it down further than that, but I do recommend that if a student out there wants more information, they can Google the Bachelor of Design at UniMelb and click on the first page that comes up. Then you can go to the What Will I Study section and that will take you through the individual majors um, and there's further links which can take you to see what the core subjects for each of those majors are. For example, urban planning has something like five, or five, six or seven core subjects that you take that make up your major and that's similar for most of the other majors. And what you have to do is follow prerequisite chains so you have to make sure that in first year you're doing the right subjects in order to be able to complete second and third year. And essentially you get to third year and you do a capstone, which is what your major is essentially. Um, I decided on urban planning because I thought it was the most diverse major and I also thought it could help me 
look into all the other different focus areas in a way that really complements that particular, you know, area of interest for me. In my time, I've I've done things in construction, in um, landscape architecture, in spatial systems. They all they're all really complementary to each other, um, but yeah, the subjects definitely take a different form. Absolutely. Let's do a deep dive into the subject. So for example, can you give me a bit of insight of maybe what core units you did? What were they called and like what content did you learn? Yeah, definitely. So I, because of the four credits I got, I did my course out of order, but I can tell you that the the core first year subjects for urban planning included introduction to urban planning, cities past and future and economics and cities. So these were obviously introductory subjects, but they focused a lot on the theories embedded in urban planning, the history of cities across the world, and the role that economics plays in creating cities. So it was a really good, you know, broad base of information to have and to start off with. Um, And it's funny, a lot of what I learned has actually inspired some of my future travel plans which is one of the cool things about urban planning because you, you know kind of where the best cities are. Um, but, yeah, so those were my core subjects that I did in first year. But like I said, I also played around with my electives and I would say my electives have definitely shaped me as an individual urban planner um, and I would say that, you know, my experience would be completely different to another Bachelor of Design urban planning student and that's that just speaks to the flexibility of the Bachelor of Design. Now tell me, what's the assessment like? So are you doing exams or are you making models and diagrams? How does it work? Yeah, so in first year it's a bit of a mix because some of them are more history-based. We did have some exams which were mostly written Um, essay-like questions um, and responses. But as you progress further through, you definitely move to assignment-based assessments for for your subjects. So typically that may be a report at the end of semester, which encompasses all the work you've done throughout. Or some, some subjects, you definitely have quizzes as well, just to make sure that you're understanding the theory content throughout the semester. Um, But, yeah, in urban planning, it's definitely more written-based assessments. That makes sense. What about the contact hours? So are you there quite a bit? Well, I know we're in COVID and we're at home, but when we were on campus, were you there quite a bit in person with seminars, tutorials, lectures? Yeah, I I would actually say I had a pretty balanced contact hours for for each semester, luckily enough. Urban planning, it's not as many tutorial or studio contact hours as architecture, for example. So typically you would have a one or two hour lecture and then you might have a two or three hour shoot each week and that's pretty standard. So if you're doing four subjects a semester, it's probably three three days worth of contact hours um, and then maybe one or two days of work at home. And that's normal across anything like commerce or arts, same type of thing. Definitely. So we talked about your breadth options, which are the subjects outside of design that were already taken up by your art subjects. But what about the other electives that you did? Talk me through what other ones that you undertook. Yeah, definitely. So I did 
go through a series of landscape architecture subjects. So the starting point for that was a subject called natural histories, which was, again, a history subject on the different types of environments, of um, fauna and flora species, and it really got into, you know, the narrative about evolution. So really interesting things, probably something you wouldn't expect in design, but a good foundation for jumping into landscape architecture. And so the next year I did a subject called Designing Living Systems where I got to make a master plan for a park in Melbourne and the clients in this situation were supposed to be animals and plants. Wow. So we had to pick, yeah, it was really awesome. We had to pick so two animal species and one plant species and you had to build like a, a food web and an ecosystem for them in this particular park. And it was just such a great experience, so fun. And it actually taught me a lot about mapping, which is a big tool in urban planning. Now, I've got another question about this mapping or the drawing aspect. Are you using specific technologies or softwares and do you get taught how to use it at uni? Yeah, that's a really good question and something that put me off the Bachelor of Design in the first place. So we do have a subject in urban planning called Applications of GIS. So GIS is Geographic Information Systems, and that's a broad term for the type of technology that you can use. So in that subject, we learned how to use ArcGIS, which is a particular a particular brand, essentially, of, um, yep. of GIS. And we learned how to map in there. So we learned how to do things like scenario planning. So, you know, putting together one to three different scenarios for a railway line throughout Victoria. We learned how to do bushfire mapping, so temperatures across Victoria. So, yeah, it's a really good subject and you do it in your second year of urban planning and it's a really good base for moving on to do the capstone in the last year. But you also get exposed to a variety of other different types of technologies and programs. So the one that I use most commonly is called QGIS, so QGIS. And the reason that I use that is because it's free and it's really easy to use and to navigate. And I use that to this day and I've used it at work as well. So it's a really handy and easy, easy to use product. Okay. That's really good to know. And I was going to ask, what has been the hardest subject to date and why? Yeah. So the hardest subject I've had was actually um, a, an environmental architecture subject. So it was called environmental building systems. And so in this subject, we get given a site and, um, you know, a client and we have to design a house for them that is built to maximise the environmental conditions of the site and to reduce energy, water, electricity use. So the assignment for this was about 60% of the subject mark and it involved drawing 10 pages worth of, um, you know, of this house layout and what you would do. So each new page was a new kind of focus area like water or, you know, planting things like that. And so I took this subject in my first year and I had never used any of the programs to make it before, but we luckily enough had the option to hand draw it. So I went for that, (laughs) for that, um, for that scenario. And it was really hard 
it was very technical. I'd never done such technical work before, but I learned a lot and I ended up actually getting a pretty good mark for it. And yeah, they were really impressed with my concepts. And I think that's the thing that gets you through design. You know, you don't necessarily have to have the prettiest work as long as your concepts are really innovative and, you know, bold. Okay. That's really good to know. And I was actually going to ask about the workload and maybe because I've been scrolling on TikTok and I see other people in, I guess this might be an architecture approach or when they're building models, but it appears that design or urban planning, architecture, these types of subjects are really stressful and very content, not content, like they're really heavy on the workload. Have you found this and how do you navigate around it? Yeah, so I think in the Bachelor of Design, the architecture major is the one that probably puts this message out to the world. (laughs) I think they definitely have a lot more to learn in their first year and so they do a lot more intensive classes. Um, And I think at Melbourne the architecture major is well known for the class where they have to model a croissant it's almost like a, a uni Melb architecture meme at this stage. <laughs> um, but I would say that particularly for architecture, that workload, it makes or breaks students in the Bachelor of Design. So you do come across a lot of students who did start off their degree wanting to do architecture and then they actually decide to do a different major. So, you know, you meet them in urban planning or graphic design or even landscape architecture. And I think yeah, the people who make it through to the second year of architecture are definitely the ones who are committed to it and know that they can they can handle it. Um, but for me in urban planning, I would say my workload is incredibly manageable. We, as I said, we do a lot of writing and I think by the time you get to uni, you're pretty confident and comfortable with writing reports and, um, you know, there's not so much to learn in terms of that. So the focus is more on developing your theories and your concepts, like I said before. Um, But it's, yeah, it's definitely a lot more manageable than architecture. This is some really great insight. Thank you for sharing, Katie. And I know it's, it's good to just debunk some of those myths that we all hear. 100%. And now I want to ask another myth. How much maths do you use or do you need in your course? Like, for example, a student might be interested in going down the urban going down the urban planning major but are worried that there's a lot of calculations and hard maths is this true so thankfully not maths is not a big thing in urban planning and trust me if it was I wouldn't be doing it maths is not (laughs) my strong suit and I think to make another comparison like that's the reason why perhaps a student would pick urban planning over say engineering because obviously engineering is very technical and maths heavy, but urban planning is not. You will come across maybe one subject in your whole degree that requires any assignments regarding math, and that's an elective, so you can avoid that if you want. (laughs) Thank goodness. Okay, that is so good to hear as well. And, okay, my next little myth, is it really competitive among the cohort or do you find it's collaborative? Because, again, I'm I'm stalking TikTok and I see that, like, it's really competitive in architecture, for example. Do you feel the same? Yeah. So, like you said, in architecture, I would say it is competitive. Um, and I would say there's a few different factors playing into that. 
I think students are sometimes pitted against each other in their workloads and in their assignments in order to like spur them on and to get the best out of them, which in some ways can be positive, but in many ways is very negative. But for me in urban planning, I have found that my cohort is just so friendly. You know, you, you go through a lot of the same classes together. You see each other year after year and you do a lot of group work in urban planning um, because that's reflective of the workplace. So I think urban planning fosters a more collaborative, friendly atmosphere. And a lot of the work that we do, it's it's very similar. So it's hard to, to say, okay, your report is better than their report. So it's definitely a safer environment in terms of that. Oh, good. Again, really great insight to this. And so, all right, if you had your time again at high school and you went straight to urban planning, would you recommend students do art or visual communications and design as a subject? Or you think, no, don't worry, just enjoy your time at high school? I think I could go either way. If you enjoy those subjects, I would highly recommend them because at high school, I think it's the time to try everything out and to do whatever makes you happy because a lot of the time there's not many prerequisites to get into a course like for for example the bachelor of design you just need to hit the minimum ATAR and I think it's something like 25 in English or any of the other comparable English subjects so I would say do whatever makes you happy if you want to build your design skills definitely do things like VCD because I think that teaches you and exposes you to a variety of different technologies and programs that you might use at uni. But if if you're still figuring it out, do not worry. No stress at all. That's some great advice. Okay, now I want to talk about other uni experiences and different opportunities. So I understand you're involved in this like a sustainability program at Uni Melbourne. Tell me what is this and why did you decide to get involved? Yeah, so at Uni Melbourne there's something called Green Green Impact which is a really fun little sustainability program run by the Sustainable Campus. And essentially what it is is you go in as a student, as a project assistant essentially. You get placed in an office or a lab or a different kind of workspace at the University of Melbourne, split across any of the campuses that they have, and you work with this toolkit to essentially implement sustainable actions. So that could be anything from campaigns encouraging people to turn off their computers at the end of the day to, you know, starting a compost bin or a worm farm in the office. So it's a really fun little way to learn about sustainability initiatives and to meet people and friends um, at the university. And I think that's why I decided to get involved. You know, I wanted to learn more about the university, put myself out there, get a taste of something beyond just my course. And it was a really great way to meet to meet people. And I was actually placed with the Sustainable Campus as one of their Green Impact Project assistants for the second year that I did it. So I actually got to work with the people who run the program and, you know, help them exceed in the in the challenge that is sustainability. That's incredible. And so on that note, how else can students in a Bachelor of Design, whether they're majoring in urban planning or perhaps another major, really make the most out of their uni experience? Yeah, so my first point on that would be to just recommend talking to everyone that you meet in the Bachelor of Design because these people, they are so good at networking. They don't just know everybody in the Melbourne School of Design, which is the building that kind of hosts our degree, but 
they have connections everywhere. And that's really how I got into different parts of uni life. Um, they exposed me to, um, to like the clubs. There, there was DES at the time, which was the Design and Environmental Student Society. I think they have a different name now, but still the same concept, just bringing together students who have an interest. And, yeah, there's just so much out there. I think one of the biggest things that you can do is keep up to date with all the, the communication that you get from the university. Like you get lots of emails about events that are coming up and opportunities. Um, and even within the Bachelor of Design, we actually have our own newsletter that gets sent out to us that kind of tells us all the different things we can do. It also gives us a list of um, jobs that we can apply for. So a super, there's super handy resources everywhere you look at uni and it's just best to maximise them. And I would say one of my favourite uni experiences was that when we were on campus back in the day, it feels like a long time ago now, but there used to be, um, I don't I know the word for it, but it was like an ABBA. Like a tribute show. You know, yes, yes. And it was the sa- same people, but they would come out, you know, maybe once or twice a semester and they would perform and it just went off. It was such a good time, you know, and people looked forward to it. So I think things like that, really fun and a really great way to meet people. You're so right. And it's almost like gone are the days where we're on campus and hopefully next year it resumes back to some kind of normality. Definitely. And so this is a great segue again into jobs and potential internships or work experiences. As part of your course, did you have to do an internship? So no, I did not have to. But in the Bachelor of Design, there is a subject called Design Internship. So you can choose to do this subject. It's an elective. Anybody in the design course can do it. I chose to do it um, after I'd actually secured a, a student placement that I secured on my own at a place called the Victorian Planning Authority. So I thought it was such a great opportunity to maximise my learning during that experience by channeling it into a subject with a series of assignments. So Katie, do take us through what kind of tasks you were doing at this internship? Like what were you doing day to day? How long did it go for? Yeah. So I was lucky enough to be placed in the outer Melbourne division of the team, um, which focuses on sites um, that are called greenfields. So essentially on the edge of Melbourne, there's places where new communities are going to be built. So I was placed within this team and within that team, I was placed in the southeast to work, you know, places like, oh, you probably haven't heard of them, but places like Officer or Pakenham, those kind of locations in Melbourne. And so it's a small team that I work with. I have a manager and I have a buddy and it's just the three of us. And so we got given projects to work on. Um, So it's a project by project basis. So a lot of the tasks I've been doing include research on these locations, you know, finding case studies for similar precincts and projects around Melbourne and around Australia, and then doing things like creating landowner information presentations. So a big part of urban planning is being transparent with the community. And so we have to do a lot of communications, information sessions, presentations to them to inform them of the work that we're doing. And so because this project that I'm working on is really only in the beginning stages, 
there's a lot of kind of preliminary work to do and a lot of um, building and strengthening connections with the landowners and with community members in order to get the process rolling. So that's a lot of the tasks that I have been doing. In the background, I've made engagement strategies, kind of helping to lay out how we will engage with these people. And then I do a lot of things like emails back and forth, consulting people within the company to get as much information as I can. But then there's also the student element to it. So there's other student planners who work at the at the place that I'm working. And so we do a lot of information sessions, trying to understand the organisation better, trying to meet new people from different divisions. And yeah, so it's both a learning and a growing opportunity at the same time. Like you're you're trying to learn how to do the tasks, but you're also trying to learn like how to network and how to how to fit in and what your role is. It's a lot going on, but it's been a really good opportunity. And so I started that in February of this year and that program runs until December with the potential to apply for the graduate roles for next year. Ah, this is perfect segue. How does it work when you finish your degree majoring in urban planning? So can you jump straight into a grad role, which I'm assuming, yes. How does it work? Yeah, so it is a bit of a complicated story. So for me, doing a Bachelor of Design at Melbourne, I am not accredited by the body known as the Planning Institute of Australia, who accredits urban planners. So my course isn't accredited. Yep. So if I wanted to become accredited, I would have to do my Masters of Urban Planning. As somebody who's not accredited, I can still get a, a graduate job next year, but only in the public sector. So if I wanted to work in private, I would have to get accredited first or have worked for many years before I could jump into a private firm. Oh. So there are options um, and yeah, I'm still making a lot of decisions about what I want to do next year, but I have been applying for things like the Victorian government graduate programs and the Victorian um, science and planning graduate program. So there's options out there and there's other things as well that I can do, such as work as a statutory planner at local governments. They will happily take on graduate um, planners. Um, but yeah, they're, they're all still in the public sector. Okay. And you know what? It's great because it's not the end of the world. You have still so many career or job prospects at the end of the degree. Um, but I wanted to ask when you do get accredited, is there a different role that you take or do you just do the same work in the private sector? Yeah, I think you would essentially be doing the same work in the private sector. It's just a matter of, you know, you have that extra level of background in you know in your studies so there are undergraduate courses in Melbourne not at not at Melbourne Uni but at RMIT and La Trobe where you can get accredited so it's a bit of a longer course but you do I think you do roughly three years of a bachelor degree and then you do a one-year honours degree with that and you can come out of that fully accredited but it, it is just Melbourne where you do still have to go on and do your master's so Potentially at some stage I might go back to uni and do my master's, but I'm not sure when that will be and what form that will take. Okay, makes sense. And so as an urban planner or as a grad, do you, I'm guessing you work with other professions, say like architects or engineers, is that right? Yeah, definitely. So 
it was well described to me in the first construction subject that I took, but there's a lot of people working in the built environment industry. So when you're, when you're working on a project, like there are so many different things that come into that project. So you need architects to design, you know, design the buildings. You need engineers to ensure the structural integrity. You need quantity surveyors who will cost everything. And it's just, Along the line, there's just more people that you have to deal with. So it's a very big team. And so as a planner, what you're trying to do is ensure that whatever is being built is being built correctly. So therefore, you do have to consult with a lot of people to make sure that you're giving the right approvals for things. So where I work currently, we have different teams who work on infrastructure who have, you know, have backgrounds in engineering, who have backgrounds in drainage issues, biodiversity issues. So there's a lot of people with a lot of different skill sets that you'll meet and that you'll need to, to do your own work. Absolutely. And I think that's the best thing about the job, that you're not just confined to the same people that have gone on the same degree as you. You're working and collaborating with everyone. Definitely. It's very diverse. I mean, that's what attracted me to it in the first place. And so if a student is listening, they might be in year 11 and year 12 and they're thinking of becoming an urban planner, how can they get a taste to see if it's actually for them? Anything they can do in high school? Yeah, definitely. I would recommend taking geography um, as a subject because you do have an urban kind of analysis part to the curriculum that you'll do in, say, semester one, I think. And you do kind of things like site analysis and that gives you a bit of a taste of the things that we do as urban planners in the field. But I've also heard of people um, kind of doing experiences, work experiences with local governments and that's a good way to get some insight into what happens at local government and what, you know, what urban planners do for them as well. So either of those things would be really good to understand what, what happens in urban planning. That's true. It actually doesn't hurt to be like, hey, can I do some volunteer work just one day a week for four weeks to see what's going on? Even if your school doesn't have a work experience program, they don't need to know that. Just say it's just for my own learning. Yeah, and I mean I feel like from what I've heard, people are really happy, councils are really happy to take on students in that capacity. That's so good to know. And I ask everyone this, what is something that you wish you knew when you were in year 11 and year 12? And it can be about anything. Yeah, I think there's a lot of things. I mean, particularly in the COVID landscape that we're in, I would say to myself, take every opportunity to just get out there, have fun, you know, try and have balance. It doesn't have to be all schoolwork all the time. You can definitely do both and still have a really good time during year 11 and 12. And I think that's what I would say to my younger self as well. There's all the time in the world to study and to get that right, but there's not all the time in the world to get out and do the fun things. Some good advice. And we've definitely learned that from COVID as well, when we've been locked up and we've missed out on all those opportunities and fun activities to do. Yeah. And so lastly, if any student listening has any more questions, whether it's about attending Melbourne Uni or urban planning, where can they find you? Yeah. So I run an Instagram. So it's at katie.anurbanplanner on Instagram and it's K-A-T-I-E. And yeah, I just, I display my work there. So if you're ever interested in seeing what you'll do at uni, it's a good place to start. 
Um, but you can also search for me on LinkedIn as Catherine O'Brien. Perfect. And if anyone's confused, don't worry, I'll put them all in the show notes so you've got a clear link to go and find them. But Katie, that finishes our chat today and I've absolutely loved it. Um, I've actually learned so much about what urban planning is and how on earth it works. So thank you. Thank you for having me. I, I take every opportunity to share it with everyone. It's been lovely. Thank you. Thank you. If you like this episode of The Student Space, you can find us on Instagram at the.studentspace and it's just The Student Space on Facebook and LinkedIn. Also, if you have any requests for podcast episodes in the future, do reach out to us on Instagram DM and I'll make that happen. If you'd like to support us further, follow us on Spotify or subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Alternatively, I would love for you to leave a review. Thanks, everyone. Bye.